there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! On the tee here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, the Masters tomorrow, Augusta. We've got Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Good evening, guys. How are we? Good evening, Paul. Nervous. That nervous okay there's Peter first thanks Peter for that tonight Barry three sleeps to go it's getting closer yeah it's getting closer um, listen I, I, I said Monday night I always get nervous no matter if I played now I've obviously retired but um, the nerves are starting to creep in again but looking forward to it Paul because it'll be interesting to see if Michael Beale tries something different um, against Celtic this time so I'm looking forward to Saturday and see what um, what surprises he, he's got up his sleeve you can call Barry and Peter 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show on the socials. And we're putting some stuff up. Peter, we're getting your team. Barry, we've got your team on Monday. Have you changed anything no. from Monday? <laughs> Not, nothing's changed. Peter will get yours shortly as well. I see that the, you know, the battle of wits has started already and I'm not talking about Barry who was on the tee the other day <laughs> and a former Celtic star was, uh, you were winding each other up. No, I see him quite a bit. Frank McAvenny plays at my, my course. Uh, he actually, I'm a member and he actually plays a course more than me. Typical <laughs> um, <Don't go> <laughs> Good banter though, isn't it? On the way up to the game itself. Peter, I see the headlines today that uh, the Michael Beale has been speaking, saying for Kevin Clancy, because there's no opposition fans, it heaps more pressure on the referee. You'd maybe say to that, well, speak to your own directors who kicked this whole thing off you know, a few years ago. There should be other fans here. We, had, we were awash in calls and social media last night, people saying, why are there no Rangers fans at Celtic and why are there no Celtic fans at Rangers? Is it going to put more pressure on referee Kevin Clancy? No, there's always pressure on, Paul, when you're refereeing that game. And we know that. I played that game at Ibrox when there was no Celtic supporters yeah. allowed. Uh, it was a 1-1 game. We played very well that day and it was a late equaliser. I think it was about 78 minutes. I deflected Mikhailichenko, I think free kick it was. And I thought it put more pressure on the Rangers players, not the referee. Why? Uh, I just thought they were really nervous because we mm. played really well that day and the fans were giving them a lot of criticism. And it helped us really, to be perfectly honest with you. So the referee, the referee is always under scrutiny in a Celtic Rangers match. That doesn't change. That'll not change anything come the weekend, that's for sure. The onus is going to be what they do on the football pit field. Michael's probably maybe looking for excuses to make sure that the referee... Listen, we talk about VAR and all that. You go to Ibrox, it's right at the dugouts, right yeah. in amongst the Rangers supporters. It's the same at Celtic Park, even come Saturday, that's still going to be the same case. So it doesn't make any difference. There's always been big calls in these games and I'm sure the referee will get in there try to make no mistakes, as we all, they all try to do, we understand that. But just try to put on the extra pressure on, not, not at all. Barry, do you think it'll make a difference? No, listen, it's what Rangers do on the pitch. They need to make sure they turn up, Paul, on Saturday. That's the main thing. Listen, Kevin Clancy's an experienced referee. He's refereed big games before. There's always pressure, as Granty just says, in all firm games. Um, but just worry about what, what Rangers, what 
Type Rangers turn up at, at 12.30 and I hopefully it's a um, I'm hoping sorry should I say it's an attack minded um, Rangers team with um, good legs and energy about it because that's one thing they've got to do is match Celtic's energy levels Is that what you'd expect Peter from Rangers coming to Celtic? Well he said he's been watching and learning from the last games and he's got to take something from that that'll be interesting to see if he starts with the likes of Cantwell which he didn't do the last game which was a cup final um, and you're thinking to yourself that's the time you use your best players and if you've made your squad better which I think they have I think they've got better footballers running about the group now you know okay they've still got a few injuries but I still think Celtic are ahead yet again you see the impact of the guys coming off the side of the pitch at the weekend and that shows you the squad that they have and, and probably didn't play as well at the weekend as they have done in other games and it's very difficult because you've had them all over the world playing international football and try to prepare for a match it's never easy at any time for any manager and so they come by like that and get the points at the weekend there gives them a free week to go obviously get prepare for this match and everybody as you say you get into this match and all you want to do is have your best players available mm. and if you've got them available I, I just like think Celtic will still be too strong should be some game Barry what's your team again would you recap your team and then we'll get Peter's idea of the Celtic lineup for Saturday yeah McGregor in goals um, a back four of Tavernier Connor Golson Davies and Barisic um, sitting in the middle of the pitch Jack and Raskin if he's fit that is um, but I'm assuming he's he's going to come through this week's training uh, schedule Tillman just in front Cantwell um, just on the right side Kent on the left side and Fashion Sakala through the middle Peter what do you think of that lineup? I think it's interesting I've seen what Barry had said about the yeah. team my, my still big problem with Sakala is the fact that I'm not think he's a great receiver of the ball he wants the ball in behind of mm. course you know I think he does that better from the side of the pitch because he's got more space to run into if he's to turn and spin I'm not sure he's got that yeah. old striker movement where you're coming short and spinning like Kyogo's got Kyogo does it very very well actually I'm not sure Sakala's that type of player he likes to be running on to the game and I think as I said before maybe playing him if he played two strikers and split him outside the centre-backs then it's maybe a bigger problem because you're thinking well there's that space play outside one of the centre-backs now he's got the pace that we know he has got he's not the greatest of finishers and hopefully that continues <laughs> the weekend but as I say that's my only concern man. but it's a strong team that, and it looks yeah. a more rounded team that Barry's picked than the one that I felt went into the last game when they played Celtic so it's close to what you would choose yes. and Barry it's designed if that is the team to give maybe Starfelt and Carter Vickers something to think about yeah because you, you know one thing that's going to happen on Saturday Celtic ain't going to change the way they play um, and Quite often, they leave uh, Starfelt and Carter Vickers alone at the back. And I'm just thinking if Rangers break quickly and get the ball over the top into the space, that's what Fashion Sakala brings you, is just um, electric pace in behind. So uh, that's the reason why I think he, he'll go with it. I've heard Michael Beale say a few times I've been working on Fashion Sakala um, being a number nine. Yep, I get he's, he's no great at linking up play, but his biggest strength is he's got pace to burn and he causes defenders problems. Peter's Celtic team in a moment. Here's Michael Bale after the game at the weekend. 2-0 win for Rangers ahead of Celtic's 2-0 win as well. He spoke about the striking position. No massive uh, big decision behind it or anything looking further forward. It was Alfredo had the shirt and there was no one else fit and he was playing and playing well and... Antonio had come back. I liked his energy in training. I put him in the team. He did really well against Kilmarnock. We were fantastic as a team at Hibs. Uh, I kept him in for the cup game and then the game at Motherwell. And I just felt I wanted to see something different today because 
They were going to play three centre-backs and sit close to the box. And I wanted to play Malik in him and thought that the game might come down to crosses. They've got a big presence and you could play into them and they can use their body. So uh, there's there's nothing really in it. I think we've been working a lot with fashion as a number nine, which is where we originally signed him as well, whether that's in a two or a one. So we're trying to make the most of uh, the options that we have. We'll find out the actual Rangers team right about well, half 11 on Saturday. Barry will be here along with John Hartson. Peter, what do you think the Celtic lineup will be for the big game? I think they've got a consistency in their performances and I think they've got that with the team as well, to be perfectly honest with you, Paul. I'm looking at Joe Hart and goals, Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor if fit. Then across the middle of the pitch, these guys, yet again, if they're fit, I think he'll go with my Moy, sorry, McGregor and Hatati if they're all fit. That's what I think. The one position I'm a bit, I think, in the home game, would he go with Abada instead, instead of Mieda? He's done so well in the home games. He, he, he's wanted to put that marker down as if you're out to attack. At this moment in time, I, I think he'd maybe go with Abada, Jota and Kyogo. Right, because... You know, yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm looking at it and I think Mieda does a fantastic job because he marks Tavani going up and down the pitch. I think the manager maybe set something different here and think, well, we're going to have a right go at Rangers and say, put them on the back foot with the attacking pro- prowess. And he does fantastically well again like at the back post. You know, and I think Jota is in hot form on the left-hand side at this moment in yeah. time. And I think he can play him out there. He's a right quality player. So I think that's the, the choice is Abada and Mieda. That's the one I'm not 100% sure. But everywhere else, if everybody's fit, that's the that's the starting eleven. So you're kind of thinking that uh, Tavernier and Barisic might like to see Abad on the bench. Yes, when they play them at Celtic. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely Barisic. Sure. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, nightmares uh, a couple of times. Barry, what do you feel about Peter's team? Yeah, I, I agree with the the front three. Um, I, I see Granty's point in terms of Abada because he's obviously his, his record against Rangers certainly at Celtic Park. He's caused Barisic um, some problems. The, the problem that Barisic had is I, I think he's gave him too much space. And I, I expect I says that the the previous um, Old Firm game, um, the the semi final, that both Celtic wide players when they receive the ball they've got to be touched tight to them. You can't give them any space because they've got pace and they've got good technical ability um, so yep uh, it could be that it, that's the only position is it Maeda mm-hmm. or Abada um, one thing about both of them is they, they work not, not just they've got good quality they work really hard for yeah. the for the team so I just think Abada's got the, the goal scoring Mac. even at the weekend again Maeda had a couple mm-hmm. of half chances I mean, I mean he's fantastic I'd love him as a teammate you know but I just think you know, you want the goals. I think Abada's got that wee bit more about him on the finishing side of it. And I think he's proven that against Rangers. And I think that maybe also psychologically put a nod down to we're here to win. You know, when you put an attacking player who's got goals in him. One thing about Abada, he gambles. Yeah. Every time yeah, it's absolutely. the left-hand side, he just goes and runs. Maybe four times out of five, he doesn't get it. But he goes into areas where defenders don't like, certainly full-backs, comes in the blind side. And he's done that on a few occasions. Um, against Rangers and that's an area where Rangers need to be spot on on Saturday as a fullback area is making sure that they're getting close to whoever's playing in the wide areas um, for, for Celtic Peter you mentioned about Greg Taylor will he be fit I know this was now Sunday afternoon but this is what the manager said about the injury 
Yeah, it's all right. I think it's just a dead leg. I think it's just it got a bit of a knock and he's struggling with it, but um, nothing too serious. Nothing too serious, he feels. Maybe, what about Hitati? If he wasn't to make it, and Moy, who would you put in if, if both of them were out? Well, Awata had done very well at the weekend again. You like you know, him? I, I yeah. like him. I, I said that to you in the previous weeks. I'd yeah. seen him live a few times coming on it, and I thought he had a great understanding of the game, made space for himself. The only thing, it takes a wee bit away for Callum. I know Callum played that higher position, but I think there's, he's a number one in that position in Scottish football without a shadow of a doubt you know playing that he understands with the ball and against the ball I wouldn't I'm not sure a what again maybe the pace of this game is going to be would have that understanding but he's got, he's, listen he's a top top quality player and I have no fear of playing him so I'd see a Wata maybe coming out and then you'd look at Matt O'Reilly yeah. and I think Celtic have got very good players in there very good different types of players but very good players in there so if these boys don't turn up you know, not available. They've got guys to replace them. And like said, you've got Turnbull, O'Reilly, Awata. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about still quality players. But if, uh, on forum, you've got Moy and Atati. That's the two guys that start, start with McGregor at this moment in time. Yeah, we're speaking to I just want the game to start. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we were doing it Monday night, last night, tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, Andy Walker will be here with Kenny Miller and then just Friday and then... Yeah, fast forward yeah, to fast the game. Yeah, fast forward to 20 right. past 11, 25 past 11. We know the starting lineups, and then we can get ready for the game. Strikers is the hardest position to... Is it? Yeah, in the game. But where's this one going to be won? And I know what you'll both say is midfielders. It's the midfield, isn't it? So what if... Uh, it's ifs and buts and maybes, but if Hatati wasn't playing um, and also Moy... Do you think well, Rangers the, the three would... players at Granite's picked yeah. for me the far Celtic strongest yeah. midfield three. Um, but the other players Turnbull O'Reilly Awata even I, I watched them in, in um, Sunday they're, they're very good quality players um, but that's the three and that, that's the three that um, dominate games for, for Celtic and I'm looking at the, the three for for Rangers Ryan Jack's a certainty Raskin's a certainty for me if, yeah. he's, if he comes through this week and Tillman um, we, we can't well just uh, at the side of him on the right hand side and obviously Ryan Kent on the left-hand side, but that's an area where, where Rangers need to make sure Celtic don't dominate and they need to get a foothold in the game as early as possible because that's what Celtic done in uh, uh, the, the final. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been looking at I've talked about um, Kyogo not getting picked for Japan yeah. because of the way they play. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Michael Beale would try something like that. Play Tillman as your highest player. But, but in midfield, if you understand what I'm saying, without that out-and-out striker, but still allowing Cantwell and uh, Kent at the side of him. You know, so they three up there and then play me three midfield players behind them. You know, yeah. so that would be like a bit I, thought, I, thought, I kind of false nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that. I was thinking about that. Today, and I'm just thinking Tillman because um, he can drag into that. And I think right. Celtic have dominated that area so much mm-hmm. that allows Tillman still to do a job on McGregor, but give him, so, try and suck out Starfelt mm-hmm. and uh, Carter Vickers. You know, I don't know if he would try something like that. I don't know if it's maybe too big a game that he feels as if, or maybe it's too late to try something like that. But it wouldn't surprise me because that, you've seen managers come up with things. Because, listen, they've been getting beat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, predominantly. So they've tried other things and it's not worked. So they're talking yeah. about the strikers are not 100% sure who their main number nine is. He needs to change something. So there's something yeah. else. And Tillman yeah. can score a goal. Yeah, Barry, he, yeah, yeah, he needs to... I think he knows that himself. I think if you hear him speaking, he knows he needs to go down a, a different route. And that's... Whether that's playing Sakala through the middle, whether that's beefing up in the centre of the park where maybe putting a Tillman as a false nine um, and putting another body in the middle of the park like Lundstrom, somebody like that. 
Uh, but I, I just think they'll, they'll try and hit Celtic in the counter-attack because if the ball does break down, Celtic are very open when you watch it and it's always it's left with, with Starfelt and and Carter Vickers. Callum McGregor obviously always patrols in, yeah. in front of them but that's what I'm thinking. If you've got a Sakala there, you get the ball and you you, you play it quick because Celtic do play a high line as well. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm thinking maybe Sakala to try and hurt them in behind. And do you think Celtic will have any surprises? I think I know the answer, Barry. No, I, I mean, yeah. I, they're never going to play any, no, any sure. differently. The, the fullbacks coming inside, inverted fullbacks now, you, you yeah. call them, coming in and playing alongside Callum McGregor, you, you're not going to change anything. And leaving the two wide boys on the, the touchline, you know what you're going to get for Celtic. But one thing about Celtic is you've got to match their energy and the pace that they play at. And if you don't do that, you're going to be in trouble. Can Rangers match them? Do they have the yeah, players? Yeah, that's the yep. reason why I've picked that sure. team. I think yep. there's a bit of energy in the mm. team, there's a bit of legs in the team and I think that's what Rangers need um, against Celtic on Saturday. Ange Ball, because they do play that game. I remember being in the in the studio here with Barry on two occasions and just, they were switching off, weren't they? You know, when Celtic were scoring and doing so well early on against Rangers at Celtic Park and everything from the ball, boys and girls, get the ball back immediately. There's no yeah, time. Yeah, you can't but, switch off yeah. against them because you, you see it, free yeah. kicks, Hand on the ball, bang, they go away and play. You can't turn your back, you've got to face the play. And sometimes, can I tell you, you've got to take a booting sometimes for the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe stand in front of the ball, allow them, don't allow them, sorry, to take quick free kicks. And when the, the ball goes out for a throw-in, you know what they're like, the, the, the ball boys and ball girls are throwing the ball back mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. So you've always got to be facing play and make sure you're switched on every single second. Um, Peter said, Kevin Clancy, I think you were saying... Good referee. Barry, you happy with the referees? Kevin Clancy. Yeah, he's experienced. Uh-huh. He's, yeah. he's man, uh, sorry, refereed a, a lot of games. He's been involved in big games. So, yeah, but I have, I have no issues. There's always going to be pressure. There's always pressure on so, the referees and the assistant referees and the fourth official. and John Beaton, uh, fourth official. Yeah, and especially <laughs> the, the people who are going to be in VAR. Well, and that's Nick the biggest Walsh. thing. Yep. That, that's yep. what I was going to say. Is the referee on the pitch referee anymore? Anyway, not enough. <laughs> no, but that's no. the biggest problem we've got. Yep. yep. You know, so we've said that, and we're not just saying it for Celtic Rangers game. We're saying that all the time. Mm-hmm. The referee on the pitch can make a decision. I've said many times if he makes a decision on the pitch and he thinks it's right, let's go with it and go on with it. You know, and let, let's not go back in. I know Barry doesn't like Tom about that either, but that's that's the problem you've got because the referee could play on, and the next thing he's getting a whistle down for VAR up the stair telling you that but oh, there's an incident that happened here, where or whatever. So. Does the referee on the pitch really referee the game now? I'm not so sure. Let's hope we're not talking about Absolutely. Kevin Clancy or VAR. What do you think about the big game now? Countdown is on. Less than three days to go. It's 12.30 kickoff. Celtic against Rangers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel as you head home. This is Paul Cooney coming from the heart of Glasgow from the new Gorbals. Is it different from the old Gorbals? It certainly is buzzing around here. <laughs> uh, I'm with Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson, head of the big game. Well, the man who was in here last night, one of the two who was here, John Harson, 48 today. Guys, do you want to wish him all the best? Wow. Big Johnny's listening. Happy birthday, John. Yeah. Hope you have many more. Barry? Yeah, happy Saturday. birthday. I hope yeah. he has a, um, a bad weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd bring in the cake. Uh, 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 oh, no, get in. He can see it later. <laughs> doesn't like cake. 
<laughs> is it sausage rolls? What do you want on Saturday? I think it's my show, isn't it? No, it's my show. No, no. Okay, we'll uh, see what happens on Saturday. We're here from 12 midday. Great coverage, of course. Ian Crocker, Ali McCoist, uh, our own Andy Walker will be on in Sky. But you can turn it down and listen to Barry <laughs> and John Hartson, who will be here. Uh, Peter, where were you last night? You always pick up a game. I went to watch yeah. uh, Stirling Albion and Elgin last right. night. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a real good game. Elgin were unfortunate Stirling uh, 1-1-0 but uh, Blair Curry and goals for Stirling are a couple of great saves and Hester's always a threat for Elgin City but they deserve more out of the game but as you say when you're up the top of the league and you're taking your chances and Stirling got another victory which puts them closer to the Championship I know what you're yeah. going to say go for it Barry yep. big Banky, one what a three points that was I've never seen that coming yeah, yeah. what a bonus for you after points, getting yeah. absolutely demolished in, in uh, Saturday against Dundee 7-0 but that's a brilliant recovery to go to um, Wraith Rovers who have got some decent players that's a brilliant three points now hopefully that, that can kick them on again and they were a goal down as well weren't yeah, they and then they yep. won 2-1 and I know that after the weekend's result Wraith Rovers were saying we could still get in the playoff but that's a big one for the Ackies can they stay up? Yep, I mean, uh, yep. if they produce results like that, and yep. obviously, as you mentioned there, Paul going a goal down, and obviously with a heavy defeat they had at the weekend, that showed a bit of character. And I'm sure John Rankin um, will be drilling that into them on Thursday when they're back in and training, making sure they go and produce that sort of performance and result at the weekend again. Probably sums up the championship, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Sure. one. Because you never know, as you say, but people talk about betting or whatever, and I'm thinking, in football, you must be joking. Because every game, you know, that no result surprises you. No result. When you see games like that, after, as Barry said, the 7-0, you're thinking, it's going to be a tough one mm -hmm. for them. And to pick out a performance like that away from home is fantastic. Yep. Cove Rangers on 26, Aki's on 28 points although and they've got a game in hand so that could be good news for them Arbroath on 31 Wraith Rovers on 41 Inverness 42 Morton 43 and then at the top end you've got Partick Thistle on 48 and of course they play Queen's Park on Friday night the Glasgow Derby Ayr on 49 Dundee on 53 but they have a game in hand and Queen's Park at the top on 54 that'll be some game the other Glasgow Derby Peter Friday night uh, absolutely yeah. you know no I thought Queens would move on now, you know, and I mm -hmm. thought maybe Simon Murray leaving them was going to be a bloat them, but they kept getting results. And then mm -hmm. the last few they've lost, which has been disappointing for them, and it's allowed Dundee to come back into it because they had a, a bad result a couple of weeks ago, and then all of a sudden they've bounced back with two fantastic victories. Big win for uh, the Ackies that we mentioned. It's just, yeah. as Granny said, it's a crazy league. You look at the sure. weekend, Wraith Rovers beat Queens Park yeah. at home. Mm -hmm. Ackies get beat away to Dundee 7 0. And then Aki's go to Wraith Rovers and win 2-1. <laughs> Could they write it, could you? Mental. <laughs> Queen's Park, huge game on Friday night. But they've always seemed to produce, Paul. Yeah. And the big games mm -hmm. have always seemed to produce and get a result. You know, that's one thing about Queen's Park. You know, they've got good footballers, they've got team, a team that could win it. You know, so... But as I say, Dundee have done very well to get back yeah. in it again because they had a couple of bad results. And as I say, they've got a couple on the bounce there. What's your hunch then, Peter? I what still think you? Queen's Park. I, I, I yeah. was a wee bit concerned when Simon Murray went... Yeah. I must admit, because I thought yeah. Simon was a different, scored goals out of nothing, really difficult player to play against. Uh, and I thought they'd be lose, uh, but they've proven with the performances and results that they've had. But then I've just had a wee stumbling block in the last few weeks. So I'm still hopeful that Queen's Park will go all the way. 
And you'll hear all about it here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. What a weekend. We kick off at 12 on Saturday for the 12.30 kickoff. Celtic against Rangers. Then at 3, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Huge day for Derek McInnes. And also for Barry Robson, of course, doing so well at Aberdeen. Hearts against St Mirren. Hearts getting such a tough time. And Robbie Nielsen, unfair and unjust criticism from some of the fans. And Motherwell against Livingston. My goodness, the well on the charge. And St Johnson against Ross County. And Sunday, 12. Dundee United against Hibs on Easter Sunday um, Old Firm Week Glasgow Derby Week we've talked to Barry about it um, Andy Walker said on Monday he'd 100 tickets at one point what's the most you ever got Peter? Dear dear you were so difficult to get Paul honest to God because you've got to remember at that particular mm. time there was probably 70,000 or whatever at the games mm. you know and 18,000 went to Celtic Park from Rangers mm. I think it was 18,000 yeah. or more wow. they used yeah. to get for tickets at that time Do you hear that started, younger <laughs> listeners 18,000 Rangers fans it was at Celtic the Rangers and, yeah. I'm sure it was 18,000 the you know, yeah. it was brilliant listen that was when it, it was yeah. really atmospheric no matter where you at Celtic Park Ibrox half of the main stand behind the goal everything you had um, Ibrox and it was brilliant you know absolutely brilliant and answer the question please <laughs> no, so two tickets no no I'm saying none I had a family I had busloads you know I what I mean you, yeah. so you used to go through somebody else's name anybody that came into the club yeah. that wouldn't want all their tickets I'd probably ask them about six months in advance and I, oh. I used to write it down right Who's even the Celtic Rangers game yeah. come up and you don't want your tickets I get the rest of them yeah. <laughs> Barry you can't beat it can you this week how are you feeling yeah, but I said at the start of the show, yeah. I, I'm always nervous. Same as I played, I, I was always mm. nervous and um, I had to feel that way mm. leading up. And I still get it when I've retired now a, a long time. I, I think it's a, an amazing game. Lucky enough to play in so many. Mm. Granted, the same. Lucky enough to win quite a few. And w- when you suffer defeats, it's, it's sore to take. Um, but it's all about how you, you bounce back. But Rangers know how important this is um, in Saturday because... Obviously, the last performance at Hamden wasn't up to scratch. Yeah. I think Michael Beale knows that. Listen, I think he's done a great job since he's come in. Mm. No doubt he's improved them. Good January with two quality players coming in as well. So I'm looking forward to it. And again, I'm looking forward to the, for the fact is that he, I think he's going to do something a bit different and maybe surprise a few people with the personnel who's going to be in the starting eleven. The managers are not on the pitch, or they shouldn't be. But is this, you know, the, the next six weeks are going to be fascinating. We could throw it out there which one's going to come out on top over the next few games. So they play each other Saturday. They play each other on the thirtieth in the cup semi-final, and then again before the end of the season. So a real I mean, because neither has put well. Ashburnscoglu hasn't put a foot wrong, has he? And Michael Beale, the only time that he hasn't won is against Celtic. D- does he ha- have to win one of these games, Peter? I think he has to win. Yeah. there's no doubt because to let the Rangers fans think they've got an opportunity to turn it around quickly because people talk I keep saying it many times about Rangers improving and getting stronger in the summer Celtic will do the exact same yeah. you know there's absolutely no doubt of that and at the end of the day you know what it's like Paul Barry knows as well it's all about Saturday see when Saturday's out the road you've got to lick your wounds or if you win it you've just got to die down again and go on to the next one because that's the way it is that's the expectation and then you win your next games up to you play again, and then you go again. And it's not about what you've done up to this game now. It's not about your performances up to this game now. It's how you perform on Saturday. And that's how when you're talking about predictions and all that, I would never predict them because it doesn't matter how well you're playing or how well you're not playing. Yeah, you know, I think the difficulty comes who handles it the best. Is there going to be a tactical change for Rangers? You know, 
to see if they can get something from Celtic. Is Celtic going to, you know, Celtic tactically, there may be wee things here that you don't really notice, but the way they play, that's why the players are so comfortable. The, the strong bench that they have, it can change the game. You see O coming on at Saturday, Haxabanovic, every time he's come on, he's done really well in the last few weeks. You know, Yawata coming in, and these are guys that's not started a lot of games but they've made big improvements when they come on the pitch at certain times in the game and I think that's why Celtic are so strong and it's down about how they perform and they'll probably say over the last couple they've maybe not played as well as they, they yeah. should or they could or they have you in know? the last few games but yeah. yeah but also even in the, the Rangers game they played really well for a big period then Rangers had a 20 minute period yeah. you know and then it was the same at Ibrox Celtic didn't play particularly well on the day but they found a way yeah. and that's what they tend to do. They've got players that know how to find a way and the manager's been spot on with substitutions and at the right time to spark something. Whatever it is, it just seems to spark something and that's great credit to the players that's on the side of the pitch never mind the ones that's starting. And for Rangers, Barry, Raskin, Cantwell, if they play, which they probably will, it's the kind of the new Rangers now. They must think, I could make my stamp on this game. Yeah, but Rangers is a, a, a team to stamp yeah. their, their foot in in this game, as you said. And I think that'll be the thing that'll disappoint Rangers because I don't think Celtic were at the best the previous two mm. games. Certainly Ibrox, Rangers were the better team. And obviously Celtic scored with a couple of minutes to go, uh, which was a hammer blow. And then you look at the, the, the final, Rangers just didn't get going. Mm. Yep, after Morello scored that goal in 65 minutes, they kind of huffed and puffed a wee bit. They had the Sakala chance, but it still wasn't good enough at the end of the day. And I, I think that's what disappointed Michael Beale. And I'm expecting a different Rangers. I'm expecting them to throw everything. They've got to. They've got to throw everything at Celtic on, on Saturday. How did you feel last night when the news broke? We broke it here on Go Radio just after five that Douglas Park, who's been chairman for three years, has stood down. Um, John Bennett takes over. You know him as well and better than most Barry we mentioned you last night how did you feel about it what does it I'm mean I'm a bit surprised if I'm being honest maybe I, w- I was expecting something that to happen in the summer mm-hmm. um, later so, this summer uh, just I, in the summer sure. we maybe step aside and letting a bit of fresh blood come in and, and take over the, over the club um, but one thing he's always done is he, he's done his best what he thinks for, for Rangers he, he, everybody knows he's a lifelong fan. Yeah. Um, he's put his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. He's invested quite a bit in there. Um, he's not been everybody's cup of tea, but I think he's he's um, he settled Rangers down. They're, they're financially much better off since he's been in charge. And now he's stepped aside to hopefully let new people come in and, and drive the club forward. Peter, the timing... I was surprised at the time and I must admit because you know what this like the build up going into this yep. game you don't want any negativity or whatever whether he thinks some Rangers fans will be happy with it I'm not so sure I don't know I, I just can't understand the time to performance with you or maybe he's looking ahead and think well if things don't go well at the weekend do I need all that criticism again because listen let's be honest he's put his money in his mouth yep. with the difficult time that Rangers have come through mm-hmm. you know he's done that Um so it's interesting as I say the build up to this week very unusual a change of board in this week yeah. because you want to keep everything away for the football side of it in this build up because you know everybody else is going to be talking about it or as you're cute enough to say well maybe this they stop talking about the team a little bit put a wee bit of focus on me okay. 
you know, and that allows him to prepare for the match. So there's different ways you can look at it, you know. So I'm looking at it more for the Celtic point of view. Maybe he's going out the road before this bad result comes at the weekend. Or turn it the <laughs> other way. He could, he could be taking the credit for it and say, uh, I delivered a title for you a couple of years ago and the Rangers fans will always remember that. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I was surprised at the timing last night of this, just with what two months to go. And a mm. crucial time as well. I mean, this could, if, if Rangers win on Saturday, okay, six points in it, still to play at Ibrox it could be three points then um, is there any jeopardy for Celtic do you feel no I listen Paul I said December I know yeah you know and that, I don't see anything changing that because I think over the piece you know what you've got to remember is that the nine points plus all the goal difference okay ten you know yeah. so for me Celtic have been magnificent yeah. Rangers are still not sure they've shown consistency with their results you know Celtic even when they've not played at their best have still outperformed everybody else you know, and they've got that quality, as I say, not just on the pitch, but the ones that can make a change on the side. And that's where I see the difference at this moment in time. Not Nothing else, and that's not been disrespectful to Rangers, to go on any run of results no, and get sure. all the results that they're getting at this moment in time, you've got to tip your hat to them. But Celtic have done the exact same. John Lindstrom came out the other day and said, oh, you know, I think there's more in us, we can do better or whatever. But I think, Barry, you were not jumping on that. You, you want to wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Peter, is that going to bother you? Sakala's spoken out before. or Well, anyone remember the days when you used to put it up in the dressing room if someday the opposition, which they're entitled to do. Well, the one thing I always felt with Celtic and Rangers, to be mm -hmm. fair, in my particular time, we were cute enough not to say nothing. Right. You know, because the one thing you were saying, straight after the game you'd played previous, the Saturday, say so you played the Saturday and you were playing the Rangers the following week, the manager always said nothing in the press, saying nothing that can stoke them up. You know, or vice versa. And I'm sure it was the same at Rangers as well. They'd be saying, don't say nothing that can wind them up, you know, because you don't need that anyway. You know, and that fired everybody up, supporters, everybody was talking about it. So you were very, very cute what you said. It was all about making sure you prepared yourself well enough to get into the match and handle yourself well enough. And that's all you can do. On the day, time will tell when the whistle kicks off because that's when all the talk, talk has got to stop anyway. Wise old head there, Peter Grant. Barry, was it the same for you? Say nothing before the game. Yeah, give very uh, <laughs> little as possible to the press. Be respectful who you're coming up against. Yeah. Um, but behind closed doors, it, it was different. Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. there, there was all things, um, all <laughs> sort of things yeah. says. No, no doubt about it. But when you come out in front of the media, I just like to do it behind closed doors and then do your talking on on the pitch and make sure you get the the result. Because it'll be interesting. Listen, if Rangers go and they get a result. It could be a sucker punch. You need to see how Celtic react because mm -hmm. they've they've been beaten once by St Man, but they reacted in the right manner. Mm -hmm. So after a an old firm defeat, you you've got to see how they react because I've not had the opportunity to do that. So that's the things that would be going through my head to see if you could go and get that result and see if they would suffer a, a bit. So we just need to wait and see. And you think Rangers could go and get the win? You've got to like, be positive. Course, I mean, yeah. I. I I would be absolutely shocked if the guys are speaking thing. Oh, I'm no fancy going to Celtic Park. You've got to go. You're you're, you're playing for for Rangers. You've got to go and represent them in the right manner. And that's go out and give a hundred percent. That's the f most important thing. Um, and try and get a result because the the previous game just wasn't good enough. That's as we talked about. Remember, we were talking about last week. We were talking about the, the Arfield, yeah. Stephen mm -hmm. Davises, the McGregor's. Yeah, experience. You know. Yep. I don't really see that in the Rangers dressing room. They've played against Celtic and whatever many times, obviously, some of these boys. You know, but they don't have that McGregor, yeah, Callum McGregor as and such. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have the guys that's on the periphery round about the pitch. 
the bench and whatever it's been through all before and I know that doesn't matter but in the build up to these games how you're preparing and the intensity training is the expectation everybody's wanting to play everybody's wanting to be involved in it because everybody else is talking about it you want to go out and do well you want to go out and have that victory and it is that one-off game there's nothing can prepare you mm. for it people last year I'm sure people have asked Barry a million times what is it like in the build up what likes it to play in that sort of game you can't really explain it you can't it's very very difficult to explain because you know the intensity at once you're just desperate Barry's talking about half past 11 mm. I wanted it to be if the kickoff's at half 12 I wanted it to be kicked off because I just wanted to be out there and the referee's whistle to go because then that's when you felt you're more relaxed yeah. as in such take because, the booking yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if would be wondering that in the tunnel anyway I, I would be annoying yeah. the players I, I would, uh, even absolutely. at this stage three days before the game I'd be saying to Tavernier make sure you get close to Jota you don't give him an inch Barisic if it's Abada or Maeda don't give him force him back the way Golson if you get a chance with Kyogo get right through him Cal- uh, Tillman Callum McGregor don't give him any, any space on the ball just things like that I would be annoying players non, non-stop but that, that would get me that's exactly that would be getting me up for it but also I'd be letting the, the boys know and then they would start to get fired and up that's what I think the guys that it's round about it at this moment in time in the dressing room with Rangers that's what they'll need to be doing because these other boys they know they've got to win they know the rivalry but not in the, 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 to the extent you know that we all did <laughs> you know that it was the, the be all and end all really I want more of that next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go is he Sakala? Is he Kyogo? We may never know. He always comes in with a Scotland top. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Barry? Yeah, I was just looking at Chris there and thinking, if that's Sakala, I'm telling him to get down Starfelt's throat. Don't give him a minute. Pressurise him. Peter. But he's not I'm as just, fast as Sakala. That's the only problem. Just give him the ball, make him face his own goal. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Sakala Senior. Yeah. Run the channels. Yeah. Or Kyogo Senior. Whatever. Yeah, I'm saying it in a polite way, but I'm saying it in a different way. Absolutely. But obviously, we're live on radio. <laughs> so. Indeed. Yeah. Got a message here from, because it's the El Clasico tonight, isn't it? Yes, it's it Barca is. against Real Madrid. Peter, it's an old friend of yours has just been on. Muchas gracias, amigo. Great picture. Uh, having a great time here in Barca sightseeing eating tapas etc should be a good game tonight Richard Richard Park is tuned in oh, from Barcelona I can't, fantastic. I can't, he's listening in at the moment oh, I can't think he used yeah. to go on the European tours with us he did have indeed. a couple of drinks after the game yes, really? Richard was what? Yes. Ibrox Park he was oh, known as remember stick, stick. no 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 I'll just let him know while he's sitting oh. there watching it he was known as Ibrox Park <laughs> That was the late, great Jockstein said that just to wind him up, I remember. Uh, and Barry, of course, he knows you and your brother. And he's tuned in at the moment. Oh. Yeah, from uh, Barcelona. Fantastic, man. Yeah, well done. And of course, Andy Walker, it's his birthday tomorrow. Big John today, we mentioned. Yeah, Andy, I'm not sure what age he is, but... Uh, Fergal is it, Sharkey. Is that what you called him? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's known as we Fergal, but yes, he uh, was, because yeah, he looked like Fergal Sharkey. Yeah. I see he's uh, been making some of the headlines about VAR as well. We'll ask him about that tomorrow night. Andy will be here get Kenny Miller as well Barry you're back on Friday just counting down to the game itself there's nothing from the managers today although um, Michael Beale was speaking about the fact that the referee could be under even more pressure because there's no Rangers fans there ask your directors why that's the case I mean I think people have to call these things out with both clubs anyway here is a big Celtic fan on the line Jamie is on hi Jamie hi hello Paul yeah. I'm just I'm beating myself right off my side and get ready for the scarf of the year. So, how are you, how are you feeling about the game then? Are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Barry's laughing as well. 
anything. I wonder who Jamie uh, thinks yeah. will win. Indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, it was with the Barry here. Yeah. And I was, he was sharing about putting a few of them on our players. You've got to eat a lot better than that. I'm starving everybody. You've got to eat a lot better than that. I'll tell you that. And then what I see, I, I used to watch you when you used to play for us at party and that. You've got to know the most skillful player. That to Peter, yeah. Thanks very much, Jamie. Thanks Jamie. very much. I appreciate that, Pam. Jamie, it's a terrible line, though. Is there is there a question though around the Celtic lineup or whatever? Is there anything you would do that we maybe haven't thought about yet? Because I know you go to all the games. Well, I, I hope, obviously, I hope my daddy and boy are fit. Yeah. Because obviously, I think they could win the game for us. The middle of the park, and Barry's talking about playing Sakala mm-hmm. through the middle. What's your thing in the press conferences? I'm I'm not sure what you mean there about the what's the question you want asked, Jimmy? Oh who's gonna buy and who's gonna sell in the summer? Um well I I, I think he'll strengthen. Mm-hmm. I, I, he strikes me as that type of manager, no matter how well you're doing, I think you'll you're asking me for a Rangers point of view, and a few Rangers supporters ask me, I think Celtic will go out and sign three, four players to strengthen. Absolutely again. not. I think their most important signing will be keeping the manager. Mm-hmm. That'll be the biggest signing. I think that's what the supporters will want to see because obviously there's people looking at what he's doing, you know, and it's how much he wants to say it's Celtic now because he's carved his name in it. Mm-hmm. And now we hope that he's there for the long run. I know that's not always possible. You see the monies that's getting bandied about down in England. But I think he'll be the biggest signing. And when players see what he's doing and how successful he's been, how he can maintain that. And that's the secret of any success. You see what's happening down in England with the likes of the Klops and all that, this world winning European trophies. And then all of a sudden, yeah. people are saying, well, they should get the sack now. You know, the likes of Potter going for six, seven yeah. months. You know, the game changes so quickly. So that, that'd be the biggest sign for me is keep holding on to the manager and letting him keep improving. Because when you talk about the players, I mean, it was interesting, Minamoto, he was talking about at Brighton, you know, saying that he was trying to sign him along with Kyogo at the same time. That's the quality he's looked, looked at to try and bring to Glasgow and to Celtic, obviously. And long may that continue. And to do that, I think we need to have in place. And I think that would be the biggest signing for us. But yes, I do think there'll be extra bodies. Do, do you think in. he would move to a, a Leicester seat? No. I've been asked that a few times I don't Mm. think there's any chance he would move to and no disrespect listen you would get three times your salary you would get a budget that's what 60, 70, 80 million pound but I I honestly don't Mm. think he would he would move to a a club like like a Leicester or a Crystal Palace for instance because I know know they'll be looking for a manager in the summer but I don't see that happening it has to be a Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. But the, the manager's doing it now. He's got to be the top six. If, if it's not the top six champ, the door for him, I wouldn't be going anywhere. You know, I mean, we keep saying about Celtic and Rangers if they went down south, what it'd be like. Unfortunately, the finances don't dictate that yep. up here, so we know all that argument. But if he's going to move at all, and it wouldn't surprise me if he went to somewhere like Spain or something like this after, you know, because the intensity of being the manager of a Celtic or a Rangers is very, very difficult. 
you know. Van seems one of these guys, he's level-headed, knows what he wants to do, and he seems to, without telling anybody else, he knows the planets in place for him. You know, I think that's, and you can see that within his team, and you can see that within his scouting network, the way he brings his player in. There's a lot of thought goes into it. So I'm surmised, and that's what he does off the pitch with his own personal life. But for me, that would be the biggest sign and players knowing that he's going to be there and trying to attract the players, and I know that's what he's trying to do at this moment in time, is obviously prepare for the new season as well as finish this one ex- extremely strong. Jimmy, thanks for that call. He's made such a difference in Scottish football, hasn't he, Barry? In less than two years, he's been absolutely phenomenal the way he's changed it. Um, yeah, you've, you've got to be impressed. Hmm? I mean, he, he's came, and I, again, I never knew anything about him. I don't know if Granity did. It was Craig Moore, obviously, mm-hmm. had worked with him before, and says, listen, he's, he's a good manager. He, he knows he's got a certain way of playing. And listen, it's a brand of football that's it's good to watch when when you see it. Um, there's no doubt about it. And for the recruitment side of things, genuinely, it's it's, it's very high um, in terms of the signings coming in that have done really well for them. And again, they were players that none of us knew anything about. And it's a market that's clearly got a lot of quality in it. And I've said it before, I think other teams would be crazy not to look at that Japanese market. Including the team that you starred with for well, why so would long? you know? Because yeah. Celtic have got four or five signings for their that wouldn't they, that wouldn't bother me. But so you, far you they haven't. They, well, they would be crazy not to. Yeah. Well, everybody's <laughs> Rangers went to Tain Terry Butchers, Chris Woods, Trevor Stephen, Gary Stephen. Yeah. And everybody starts going to England because you can start yeah. to hopefully afford it. We couldn't at that particular time. These were top, top quality players. Butch Wilkins. Brilliant players. Yeah. But brilliant. I mean, you look at that Rangers team, probably the strongest Rangers mm-hmm. team in my living memory. You know, around about that period of time, the players that were bringing in, you'd have never thought that in a million years uh, would have happened. But it did. Um, unfortunately, it was a, a really strong, top, top quality players. So, whatever you've, you've got to shop, if that's where you've got to shop, and it'd be stupid if I was looking at players in France or Celtic were doing, the Rangers were looking at people in France or something like that and they were doing exceptionally well. Do you think I wouldn't be going to France to look as well? Sure. Because that's where you want to fish then, where you can afford to fish. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. And the players he's brought in have done exceptionally well. And the, the, the best thing for me is, and Barry will say, you've been in the coaching side of it as well, is if you're going to lose players, make sure you've got that, you're prepared for that coming. You know, nobody's told me Juranovic anymore. No. Alistair Johnson has been magnificent. You know, so nobody's talking about him. You think? You yeah. know, absolutely. Alistair Johnson. Yeah. He's been phenomenal, hasn't phenomenal. he? Phenomenal. But you look yeah. up front as well, look at oh, 21 years of mm. age. You know, he's like a bull. You know, and you see the one he turns down on Saturday, turns and goes and drives at the ball. He plays with enthusiasm. He plays as if he's from Glasgow, you know what I mean? He plays with that drive and determination and guts. You know, so he knows what he's looking for. And that's so, so important when you're, you're yeah, if you're going to lose someone, make sure you have someone ready to come in and he seems to do that fantastically well. And it's an affordable market as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going and getting players for a couple of million pounds. Listen, it's still a, a fair bit of money for, for Scotland, but you're, you're getting decent quality uh, for that. But listen, it's, it'll be interesting to see because listen to Michael Beal, he's clearing what he wants. He said that in his pressers. They're... Um, down the line with, with quite a number of things and it, by, by all accounts it's a decent sized budget he's got as well because it's um, it's more than the two previous managers have had in Gio and, and Stephen Gerrard it's what needed it's needed isn't it to get the planning for both of them for every club for next season and um, a few years ago Rangers were in a good position with Stephen Gerrard because they've got that team in, together get them in early doors you want them in the first day of pre-season so they get um, acclimatised to 
what type of club it is, the demands, the expectations, they get to know their teammates, they get a full pre-season under their belt, then you've got no excuses. For sure. Peter, what are you thinking? Billy was on uh, earlier f- on the socials saying, uh, talk about Ange Postacogla going elsewhere is uh, poor journalism. But it, I mean, it's just been driven by the market, isn't it? Because he's on his way to a double, maybe a treble here in Scotland. And uh, he came from such a poor base just to, less than two years ago. Is it not inevitable? And in some ways, a compliment that he's been mentioned for clubs in England. Well, that's what I said many weeks ago. The most important thing is you want all your players to be getting spoke about. You want your manager being spoke about because that means they're doing well. Yeah. You know, everybody will be delighted at the club they're all getting mentioned. And it's fantastic. And listen, it may be poor journalism, but it's easy to say that. But a top player would be saying the exact same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. This club's interested in that club's interested. Of course we would. You know, and, and listen, I'm looking at, the, yes, they're talking about the clubs. It's, it should show maybe a wee bit more respect. Yeah with the fact that the clubs are selecting at times. I think that's the thing for me sure. because he's way above that and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Financially, I know these other clubs could uh, blow Celtic away but if you're talking about top, listen, he should be a blue chip club for him. There is no doubt of that. That's what he should be managing now. He's not one of these young managers that's going to come in. If you're talking about the Tottenham's and the Chelsea's and that of this and you're saying he's getting mentioned with them, fine. I would accept that, no problem whatsoever. But don't forget the rest, you know, because I think he's earned that now. He's proven that. He's been an international manager as well, dealt, yeah. dealt with big players and big personalities. And that's the one thing that he has proven. People are saying that's the thing they're throwing at uh, Graham Potter a little bit. Mm-hmm. They couldn't deal with the, the, the big players and the big personalities. I don't think Andrew would have that problem. Don't think so. Quick break for the news, then we're back with Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Getting closer and closer to the weekend. Just one hour closer than we were at the start of the show an hour ago. It's remarkable what you find out in the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. I'm just trying to get Barry to go in there to get another car uh, to find out what's happening at Rangers. No, you paid full tribute to Douglas Park in the last hour as well. And Rangers fans will remember the 55 and he delivered it as chairman when I announced last night. Big change at the top. Breaking news at Rangers. People thought, what is this? Is it Michael Beale? Because it is about the manager and the players. But obviously, right at the top of the tree, the chair of the club is very, very important. And John Bennett, who'd also put his money in as well, Barry, is the new, the new chairman. Yeah, he's, he's took over the reins from, from Douglas Park um, and again it'll be interesting to see what new ideas he, he brings um, to the club so it's an interesting next few months for, for Rangers from obviously a board level but also from a um, a football level in terms of what Rangers are going to do in the summer what's going to be available what players is Michael Beale going to let go what players is Michael Beale going to bring in um, so yep I, I think the Rangers fans will be 
looking forward to seeing what's going to be happening over the coming months. And Peter Grant, the Celtic great, said in the first hour that uh, the biggest thing for Celtic in the summer will be keeping the manager. That's one of the things. You were asked about the manager and said that's really important as well as getting uh, other signings because Ange Postacoglu, nine points clear, his team, plus when you look at the goal difference, it's really ten points. In the summer, Celtic will travel to Japan, Peter, for a pre-season friendly. Uh, according to reports, Man City could also be in the same boat. They often move together, don't they, in the, the same group? Absolutely, but it's a home game for Celtic. Course, yeah. <laughs> you know, but listen, the manager knows the area very well and he, I think he's one of these managers, if he didn't think it suited the players to go there for pre-season, he wouldn't go just as a gimmick. He's not one of these ones that would like to play games forever anywhere in the world. He wants to go where he can sell the club and the respect of that, which he knows is very big in Japan now, obviously, like the old song was. Um, <laughs> but um, as I say, okay. so I'm sure he thinks it's going to be appropriate that Celtic go there and maybe have a few more Japanese players in the building by then because that's where he's done a lot of his shopping, you know, in the respect of that and the quality. But let's not be kidded. Don't think we're just... I don't think he's the type of manager that just looks there and thinks that's for the best financially maybe it is but he'll be looking everywhere he'll be scoring everywhere who's available what young players are available who could come in and make an impact at Celtic and do and play the way that I like to play you know that's that's the important thing for him because you see that with Alistair Johnson we never really knew much of him in the World Cup and he had a very good World Cup but we didn't really know that much of him and so obviously he's not just looking at Japan he knows these types of players the type of character because that's what Johnson comes across as well the way he speaks and the way he does his interviews he's calm, collected he seems intelligent and Barry spoke about earlier how Celtic play their fullbacks that shows you how he's able to pick that system up because that is not an easy position to play when you've played right back being an overlap probably overlapping right back which he did constantly in the World Cup now all of a sudden he was playing inside the game and he's done it exceptionally well. So the manager's very cute with what he looks for. Who are the names you'd be looking out for? 20 minutes ago, Barry gave us a shouted a few names. If he was in the dressing room at Rangers saying, look for this one, that one. If you were in for two minutes with the Celtic players ahead of the game, what would you be? Who are the names you'd say, look out for this, that, do this? Out of respect, we never really talked about individual players. It was about what we tried to do. One, there was two parts of the game. When you never had the ball, what you had to do. You know, you had the ball, you have to break quickly. You have to get your early crosses in. You have to make the, the goalkeeper have a save early. You have to win your tackles. You have to win your headers. And it goes back 100 years probably they've been saying that. You know, but you want to lift the crowd right away. You know, you want to play in the front foot. That's why I'm saying about Abada getting into the back post. He's probably a better finisher, maybe, even though Maeda has been brilliant. You know, but they, they be sort of things, you know, that you say, like, let's put the keeper under pressure. Let's make them, make them defend. You know, all these different things. But that doesn't really change Celtic's game because that's the way they play anyway. You know, so that's important for them. And especially, as you say, this week, you've got 60,000 people behind you. Mm. The supporters are there, you know, and that's what they want to see. And you've seen that, that first half when they blew them away, it was 3-0. I mean, it was incredible. And if you start right and you do that, wow, what a hell of a place. And Rangers will be doing the exact opposite. They'll be trying to silence that. They'll be trying to put Celtic on the back foot, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with that be coming to Celtic Park but all, it's all about Celtic and that's all we'd be saying in the dressing room let's make sure we start right let's do it as Barry spoke about the quick throws the quick free kicks let's get the ball down and play as quickly as we can put them under pressure as much as we can and try and continue that throughout the game and they, they've been managed to do that in most games is keep that energy up all the time so hopefully that's what they do come Saturday Barry yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just thinking he says it very politely yeah. I mean but you're obviously <laughs> you, you're on radio as I said yeah. before and I'd be looking at like for instance like Callum McGregor mm -hmm. can't 
allow him to have his pipe and slippers and, and dictate the game you've got to get close and make sure he doesn't dictate it the two wide guys I keep saying it yeah. get in their faces and force them back the way don't let them come on to you just things like that it's the, the same old as, as Granny says it's always important your first header tackle mm-hmm. pass make sure it goes to a teammate a pass make sure you you win your individual duels and collectively make sure you're switched on because you know what Celtic again there's not going to be any surprises for Celtic mm. you know how quickly they play the game they've slowed down a wee bit with, with Starfelt and Carter Vickers and then when it goes into midfield it's very quickly mm. the, the ball moves very quickly so guys need to make sure they're in their positions and and listen if one of the, the your, your teammates is out of position you need to cover for them things like that um, so and make sure you're at it. Yeah. That, that's the the most important thing. Make sure you're up for it. It's a war. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going into. That's the, the way that I used to uh, approach the games. The two tribes going to war. What do you think? I think you're excited about Raskin, for example. I, I'm looking forward to him. Um, listen, disappointed. He's missed the last couple of games. Yeah. But Michael Beale did say he was going to be training on Monday. Um, so I'm sure if he has four sessions under his belt and he comes through them pretty fine... I'm sure he'll be in beside Ryan Jack. I'm I'm almost certain that um, he will be because he has impressed me. We spoke about it at the January window. He only brought two players in, but I think they have strengthened yep. Rangers. Um, and there's not been a lot of money paid out yep. for, for both of the players. And players... And that, that shows you again, yep. sorry Paul, no. that shows you you don't need to go and spend mm-hmm. millions to get good quality players in. Um, you need to know the market. He's found Raskin... In Belgium, obviously, we knew about Cantwell. Mm-hmm. Grant, he knew him for a, a young kid at, at Norwich, but you could always see the potential. His career kind of slipped away the last 12 months, but he came to a place where he's going to get the opportunity. And you can see there's he's definitely, technically, he's very oh, good, yeah. um, no doubt about it. And um, when you look yeah. at him, he looks pretty slight, but when I've watched a few games, he, he can hold off a, an opponent, and that's. Um, that's impressed me about him as well. Peter, but that's think always he's back, he's on it. Uh, but that's yeah. always going to be the case, you know, with Celtic and Rangers, the types of players they can get, if, especially if you're down south, because of the financial side that we spoke yeah. about earlier on. It's, if somebody's doing exceptionally yeah. well, there's no chance. Yeah. You know, they're paying, as I say, 20 million for reserve team players yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Players are getting 100,000 a week regularly, well, aren't they? Well, 80 uh, to 100. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, Cantwell was getting mentioned, you know, about uh, 20, 25 million to Newcastle, I think mm-hmm. it was the last season. You know what just I mean? Just a year ago. Yeah, yeah. just a yeah, year yeah. ago. And, yeah. and don't you know? be surprised if he's came for run about the same or even less uh, absolutely. money than he was on in Norwich City. Absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. Sometimes you've got to make that decision yeah. and say, right, do you know what? I need to try. I need to maybe take a cut to go and get my career back in track. He's coming to a big club where he's playing in front of 50,000 every second week. And then if he goes and produces the goods over a period of time, mm-hmm. He might then get that move back to where he was getting spoke about yeah, a couple absolutely. of years ago. Absolutely. Do you think it was his confidence as well, Peter? I know I asked you a few months ago. What do you feel now about Todd Cantwell? You know him really well. Well, I said to you, there's no doubt about his talent. Yeah. You know, it was other things I was a bit concerned mm-hmm. about. You know what I mean? Dummy gets out of the pan. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, hold on a minute. Don't get involved with the Twitter boys, you know, giving you criticism. Don't be yeah. fighting back with them because there's always something going to be saying something negative. Let it be. Because as soon as you answer back, they know you're listening, even though you said, doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, yeah. well, don't say nothing. Sure. <laughs> or don't read it. Yeah. Whatever you want, yeah. come off it. You know, and just let your football do your... And especially if you've got the blonde hair and all that, it's always room for somebody because you stand out. And I like all that. I like that wee bit of character. Yeah. Somebody's got that wee bit of bullshitness about them. I like that because that, that makes them the player they are. Mm. You know, you don't want them to lose that. 
But listen, if you're going to do that, you have to take what comes with it, but you don't need to nip back. Because there's always, listen, you'll see a hundred good things, you'll see one bad thing, and that thing will stick in your mind. And as soon as you say it, it doesn't bother me. Everybody knows it is bothering you. <laughs> it's like the old nickname. <laughs> yeah, Somebody calls you a nickname you didn't like. <laughs> don't granny, just laugh at it. See when he was down in England, the, the thing that when he signed, I looked and you're thinking, lightweight a wee bit. And as I said, I've watched a few games where he's shrugged off a few challenges. He, he's... Um, He's done well in the, the physical side because we all know coming up to Scotland as a physical game at times up here. Was he like that doing it? Norwich? No, I always thought he was cute enough because he was, yeah. he was a good footballer. Mm -hmm. You know, listen, Madison was there. Uh, Madison, I thought, was excellent at Norwich. And they haven't, I've seen a lot of them obviously because they're playing with Raymond. And then you look, look round about them and they could all play, could play. You know, they could handle themselves. Norwich played in a certain style. Uh, they football in that area of the pitch. They, they, these sort of players. And he could always handle himself. He'd done the championship, he was exceptional for a period, for one season he was exceptional. Then they get promoted, I'm sure. Then it was that season, you know, when things didn't go particularly well and he was getting criticised off the chief executive and whatever. And I could see the reason why, because he comes across as this wee arrogant fella and I, I didn't see that, you know. I mean, I, I just, you could see that in the way he dressed and whatever and all that sort of thing. And probably people turn it the wrong way. You know, so you're easy to pick out and give a little bit of cousin because you stand out. But he was a talented boy who could play, and you, I still think his best position's off the left hand side coming in because he could see the pictures to slip the passes in. I always thought that was. I, I've been impressed with him. I, I, I like him. Um, I, again, we all knew what he was all about down in England, but I was just worried about the physical side of mm. it. But I think he's handled that, that pretty no, well. No, but... he'll, he'll no problem. He had a lot of games, Baz, and you mm. know yourself, people talk about physicality. Callum McGregor, is he the biggest? No, sure. <laughs> absolutely no. not. Yeah. He plays over a sixty odd games every season, and never gets bumped off the ball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that physicality comes with the more games you play, and that's why I say about young players nowadays, it's so important they're playing because that strength, and you know yourself, it wasn't you threw a lot of weights you mm -hmm. built up strength. It was the leg work yep. you done on the football pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like the, the matches you played, the twisting and turning, the training sessions you done. It was constant. You only stand at the side and get one game every four weeks. That's sure. what young happened with young players nowadays. And that's where we got all the physicality and the strength from. Nobody was bigger and stronger. And when we went to Europe, nobody out-fought us or out-kicked us yep, or out-pushed us. Yeah. Nobody. You know, they maybe beat us, but it wasn't down to physicality or lack of fitness. And I think Todd was the exact same because he played a lot of games. He, he's no problem with that. He's no problem with the physicality. In, in terms of his gear, I mean, I look at Paul sometimes when I'm a wee bit like when he's clobber, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 70, dressing like that at 70, I think he looks a million dollars. Plus that, yeah. You don't get that in talk sport, do you? Pushed. You get pushed off the ball. I love it, Peter. He's, he's yeah. definitely impressed. He's been a good bit of business um, and he just needs to continue that because he, he, he is a game changer as well. Um, mm. Can't well. I, I like him. I like the look of him. I, I just don't know where his best position is is it off the right is it off you says it's off the left he can also play in the 10 role as well so it's good to have a guy who can is quite flexible mm -hmm. that can play in a few different positions I think it could be tight then a tight game that it could go on it could be you know a 1-1 until later on who knows honestly yeah. it, you honestly don't know with these games could it be a 4-0 again for Celtic I'm just throwing different things at both of you Barry it could be think. it could be yeah. what it could be anything mm. it's whoever starts the game you've got to get a foothold in the game as early as possible that was always the most mm. important thing it was always the most important thing for, for, for us we had to the first 5 or 10 minutes are so important in a game where you can dominate the ball a bit and put them under pressure early doors um, and Rangers I'll expect that like, I know Celtic will come out half 12 when that whistle goes 
they're going to come flying out the trap so you have got to be ready for that and prepared for that and I'm sure they will because Michael Beal has now had a couple of games against them he's watched them plenty of times and I'm sure on the uh, at the training centre this week they'll be working on the way that Celtic play and how quickly they move the ball so they'll not be in for any surprises well, the daily record online Where is it shouldn't be in yeah. for any surprises. Because yep. you're online already, uh, Barry Ferguson hinting at a surprise for Celtic from Michael Beale with Rangers starting 11 twists. Just what you were talking earlier on about um, Sakala. That's from the programme here already tonight. Peter? Listen, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Sure, I know. Totally yeah. wrong. I, I'm just could he play Morellas? Could it happen? Yeah, but, I mean, But I'm just thinking, we. There's legs, there's a bit of energy um, and I think it's a Cala previously at Celtic Park and in other um, the the game just after the new year he caused Mm -hmm. problems in behind and I'm just thinking maybe something different uh, because pace hurts defenders Mm -hmm. and that's what he's got Peter, you mentioned a Celtic player earlier that we haven't talked about tonight Haksabanovic could he be a surprise start for Celtic or could he play a big role at some point I think he'll definitely play a big role I think he's been outstanding what do you like about him I just seems a good footballer he's got a good football brain he takes the ball in well he's strong he can go either side he knows when to release the ball and he knows when to go and move it again and he's the, the last two games was it, he scored two wonder goals when he came on in the games you know he's just got that wee bit of movement and he's another one that can play the three positions, you know, in behind the striker, he can play any of the positions in there because he's comfortable and, and he's just a good football player, you know. And I think he's been a, a massive asset. You know, he's obviously, unfortunately, had a couple of injury problems and missed a few games that he couldn't come in on. But the games he's come back in, I've been really, really impressed with him. And it's the same when you're players like that out of the team. That's the difference. We're saying to Rangers who they're going to play there, you know, and I think that is the difference for me. Celtic is just who they're going to leave out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the strength where Celtic are at this moment in time and Barry's right that you have to start these games properly you get into these games and you're all in your heart you're wanting to go in there and win and play exceptionally well but then when that whistle goes that's when you have to do it that's when you have to make sure and we spoke about it making sure the first thing you do try and make it a positive you know mm. that's that that's so simple but it is effective you know what I mean it is effective and Celtic will want to get the support as usual get them right behind them right away and as I said that's doing the early things making Rangers defend getting corners throw-ins making them make mistakes you know and that's part of football you know and it doesn't matter how good you are if you're under pressure and you make a mistake all of a sudden you start to wobble you want to make mm-hmm. everything perfect you maybe take an extra touch then you're caught in possession and these wee things just multiply then and that's what Celtic will be trying to do to Rangers to put them under severe pressure and then get that 60,000 roaring Great talking points, aren't there, ahead of the game. Barry Haksabanovic, is he ever in your mind at the moment for the game at the weekend? Well, he's a, a possibility, mm. but I, I just look at the... the certain two for me are Kyogo and Jota. Sure. It's the, the right side for me, and I think it's going to be made or a bad. I don't think Haksabanovic will, will start the game, but again, he's... He, what a good player to bring off the bench if the, the other white guys are, are not producing the goods. Would you expect Maeda to start or Abada? What do you think? Well, Granty makes a, a a good point. If you look back in previous games, he has really hurt Rangers Abada. Um, no doubt about it. I, I just think he knows what he's getting from Maeda. If Maeda's not having a good game, he tends to do a lot of dirty work. Yeah. I'm not saying Abada doesn't do that, but you know what you're getting from Mieda but listen there's there's good options there but uh, Rangers have got to be prepared for 
every single one of the options um, and I keep going back to it the, the fullbacks have got to be up against whoever's playing in the wide areas and force them back the way foul them nip them do whatever you need to do it's, no but these are the, yeah, the wee games you have to play yeah. on the pitch um, and we've all done it Granty was good at that <laughs> he's never committed <laughs> and I learned that <laughs> growing up, I learned that for the experience but you've got yeah, to do things course. on the pitch to try and put your opponent off yeah. listen it's all about at the end of the day it's all about winning yeah, yeah and the thing that Barry's talking about the, the wide players it's the, whoever Celtic play They've got a fantastic knack of becoming in and becoming that second striker, mm-hmm. whatever side yep. the ball's on. And they all do it very well. I just think about um, Mieda misses a yep. few chances at that, but Abada seems to take his chances. And that's the only thing that's thrown me a wee bit because the work ethic of Mieda and what he's done in the last game, even at Ibrox, nipped on the mistake, went through and scored. Fantastic finish. So you've got the quality players. The middle of the pitch will be important because you change it again. They're all good players in there. You know, it's for Celtic, they've got a great mixture of players there. I would just, the only thing, I wouldn't like to take Callum out that deeper one because I think he sets everything off. He sets the tempo, everything. And the other ones that can move about, they seem to shuffle about the pitch. The rest of him, he's the only one that seems to sit that area and I think that's so important in this type of game. All right, if you'd like your say, Barry Ferguson is here alongside Peter Grant. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Wednesday evening, the middle of the week and three days to go before... I was going to try and mention another game. No, Celtic against Rangers. <laughs> There's nothing else in town. Although the derby, the other Glasgow derby is on Friday night. Partick Thistle against Queen's Park. And then the old firm, the Glasgow derby. I don't care what you want to call it. Celtic against Rangers. Um, it is judgment day, isn't it? It's definitely... Yeah, it is. I mean, a draw would be enough for Celtic, Peter, looking at you. Never is enough. Okay. You always yeah. want to win them. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's what yeah. Celtic will be setting out to do try and put it to bed you know um, as I say that's pulling the covers over really for me because I think it's already put to bed yeah. um, but as you say getting into these games it doesn't matter you have to win Paul that's what you've got to try and do it doesn't matter if it's the last game of the season as people would say nothing to play for there's always something to play for in this game that's for sure you know and then um, I'm sure that's the way the players will be preparing for it. For both sides, let's be fair. You know, yep, Rangers, Rangers boys have been doing a lot of talking. They think they're a bit closer to Celtic than I actually think they are. You know, so the proof will be in the pudding come the weekend. But the record is good in that they've been beating everyone they've come up against, apart from Celtic. So you can only beat who you're coming up against. That's who you're judged on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And the trophies tell you something different as well. You know, and that's, unfortunately, I, I'm not sure a period, so I know what it was like. Yeah. And I've said, mentioned it many times. I'll tell you what shoes I'd rather be in than now, that's for sure. It's not often that Barry Ferguson comes in and backs you up, Peter Grant, and that. <laughs> All right, I'm only asking the questions as we get closer to the game. But these but, are the, the, the games that, that matter. Rangers sure. have got to go in with a determined attitude. Like you always should go in, but they, they know how important these games, um, the games are. There's been a few people speaking about it. The fans are not going to be there, so they'll all be in their houses and their... Mm. Um, the, the bars and hoping that they, they can get a result because they, they need to try and and show that they're they're willing to go to a difficult place and, and come away with something. The closer it gets to the game, Barry, the more you realise the madness of this situation. We won't go on too much tonight. There was a, a lot of attention last night. No, it's sad. Isn't it? I actually think it's quite sad. Yeah. Um, that 
seven and a half or eight thousand, whatever it is, Rangers fans can't go to Celtic Park and obviously vice versa when the games at, at Ibrooks, um seven seven and a half thousand Celtic fans can't get to, to Ibrooks to to watch an old firm game. I, I don't like it. If you're asking my honest opinion, I can't see it changing anytime soon, which um disappoints me. I would just like to think they could actually just sit around the table and bang their heads mm. together and, and come up with a solution or a plan to, to, to try and get it back to what it was before. Because I think if you ask any ex-Rangers or Celtic or any current Rangers and Celtic who have played in the fixture what it was like four or five years ago, you cannot yeah. beat it. It makes it special. Um, and, and I honestly don't think I would enjoy just playing in, in front of my fans. Um like 51,000 Rangers fans yeah. at Ibrooks, for instance, I, I would like to have the Celtic fans yeah. in because it creates that different bit of atmosphere. And as I said, when you're going over to the Celtic end to take a corner, you're getting all sorts for the, the stand and that's what makes it makes it special. Um, and same when you go to Celtic Park and you look in the corner and you've got your own fans there um, singing. I, I just don't like it and hopefully at some stage it can get back to the way it was. Peter, do you think it can get back to the way it was, seven or 8,000? Well, I think we're all hoping, you know, that we're hoping sense will come through at one stage because I get back to Graeme Souness and, God rest him, Ray Wilkins talking about the Milan derby and we had sort of say oh, it's the biggest one and the, the biggest game and whatever. But when these two guys said that at this particular time, they said it was bigger than the Milan derby they'd played in or whatever... When Ray Wilkins and that say that, you start to understand that. But it was because of the atmosphere with the both sets of supporters. That's what made it, you know, because goading each other. Yeah. All the things that go on, that's part of life, you know what I mean? Sure. Standing there singing when you've won, you know, and telling other fans everything about it. And your own players being able to be there, your fans have seen it. Don't get me wrong, we weren't, even if we won at Ibrox, we weren't the ones for going away over and celebrating with the fans or whatever, because... You knew the next one was round the corner, as yeah. I've said many times. So you were over there, and it was the fans. It was the fans that you were winning it for them. Let them enjoy it, and then we got off the pitch and got on with it. And that's all you would like to. I mean, I used to obviously, as I said before, when I started, it was eighteen thousand. I think Rangers fans. It was at Celtic Park at that particular time. You know, so I, I know what it was like, and the atmosphere was always electric in that respect. I've been away for 26 years in yep. respect to that and you're, you get back for it and that's why I always thought it separated the rest of the games for down south. I always separated them because of the atmosphere. It was iconic and, that, and that's why so many people wanted to come and see it. Yeah. And hopefully one day they'll get back to that, you know. So I, I played in front of all Rangers fans before, as I say, and yep. I, I felt I didn't feel for the Rangers players. I thought it was difficult for them because it was easier for us to play in, yeah. for sure, at Ibrox. And that been, pressure, the of pressure having, it was yeah. on them, because every ball they gave away, they were yeah. whistling and everything, and we went one nothing up as well. Let's get George on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, George, good evening. How's you doing, boys, all right? Yeah, good, Hi, George. good. How are you, George? How are you feeling for the game? Ah, three me asleep, so maybe in my case, maybe two sleeps. <laughs> yeah, restless. <laughs> okay, but, but even when we had a, uh, a right torture team and we came we were going to get pumped every game it's, you still had the nerves and you're still excited the way you always see it come a Monday or a Tuesday thinking oh we'll see how it goes Wednesday, Thursday come a Friday a Friday, uh, Saturday going into the game you really think you're going to date and that but yeah. I honestly believe the night um, I, I think we've got to date I think these guys have got to go and um, I mean they're playing for contracts I think it was Barry said during the week they're playing for contracts and uh, they're due the fans one because a couple of times this season we've just no, we've no turned up um, and I I think we've really got really got to date. These guys have got to leave absolutely everyone in the park. Uh, a bit like we ourselves done by the games, Ken. There was 
there's also no surrender attitude, and I think that's what it's got to be on Saturday. Uh, we can't help them. Just as long as you win your own battles on Saturday, I think we can be all right going into this game. Barry, will that be enough? That's the question, isn't it? Will they give yeah, enough? Well, yeah. listen, if you watch a game and, and the players go out and give everything that they've got, then you, you can't argue with that. That That's that's what you want. Like, ideally, you want to go out and give 100%. That, that should be a given anyway. I don't care what anybody says. That, that, that should... Um, that shouldn't even be a, a question asked. Um, but what they need to do is they need to try and put a performance on and, and try and come away for Celtic part with a, a, a result and see what it what would do. I'm not saying Celtic are going to collapse or anything, but just see how they react if, if they suffer a, a defeat. You never know in football. Um, so as I said, that's why I think this week you'll be working constantly on the training ground. And as you mentioned earlier, Paul, I think he might come up with a surprise or two that some people might think, hmm, let's see how that goes. Um, but he's got to have a, a team on the pitch full of energy because that's one thing you have got to do against Celtic is you've got to manage that. Uh, you, you've got to um, get against them and make sure you, you have the same levels because that's one th- uh, thing Celtic have got. They've got a lot of legs in the team yeah. and they move the ball very quickly. Peter, what would you say to George? No, I was just going to ask George, would, who would he play up front from a supporter's point of view? Because supporters uh, watch it week in, week out, and we all sure. make selections and yeah. we all think because of this tactically or whatever. But for a supporter watching it, who would he go to Celtic Park thinking, well, that should be my front line, and this is a guy that I think could get us the goal that we need to beat Celtic with. Who would it be, George? Well, I, I think that the last game, in the last game, I got um, absolutely slaughtered because I thought I just had to find a way to get Raskin, Cantwell, and um, the other lad would you call him, his name slipped my mind on it. and the team yeah. had, they had to be in the team had to be in the team somewhere and uh, around about there and focusing maybe we're kind of playing the same team I go the, I go the same as what Barry says I think you go with Sakala up front you go with Cantwell on the uh, on the right and mm-hmm. Kent on the left and then just behind him uh, Tillman and then that's you got your boys in the team and you're, you're got to hope that uh, we're asking can play and the reason I would play Sakala up front is because you've got to look for You've got to look for weaknesses. Yeah, that's what I think you've got to do. You've got to look for weakness. And for me, I think the big uh, Starfield boy is probably the weakness in the team. So you've got to put pressure on him. And if it's a speedy winger or a speedy uh, forward guy running him, you've got to take all the chances you can. But that's that's the way I would do. I mean, I, I watched that um, that Legends game a couple of weeks ago there and Barry was playing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what age Barry is now. I've seen Barry's 40 or something like that. And he was playing the guys. Some guys were 50-year-old and you could see the determination on his face wanting to win in that. Surely that's got to be in every one of their faces come and say it. I don't care how many um, other team supporters are there. You're going to want to go out there and do the very best for yourself to start with, the best for your teammates and, and leave everyone in that part. This is probably the last chance for Lunch for a lot of these guys. So you've yeah. got to go out there and do absolutely everything. No, I, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. The fact that it's got 60,000 Celtic supporters there, when we went to Ibrox at that time, that didn't affect us. No. If, nothing. Because... Not at all. Uh, nothing. 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 Right, okay. There was no yeah. fear. I remember the, the plane going across saying you thought you could ban us, all that sort of stuff, and the plane went along just before <laughs> three o'clock, if you remember. But it didn't, because yeah. you were out there and you were thinking, okay, you gave the ball away or you made yeah. a mistake or something close, it was fine. But then when we scored, the Rangers fans weren't happy, obviously, with the players because they didn't want to be beat in front of all sure. of the supporters. Yeah. And that's something that we used as a strength. Maybe the Rangers boys will be able to do something like that, but it was interesting to see who he thought would maybe be up front because sometimes the supporters look at it slightly different 
we'd probably, as I say, be probably in it too tactically and whatever. And sometimes these guys say, no, this is a guy we feel would cause them a problem. And it's interesting that he's went with Sakala that likes a... The reason why I've went with, with Cantwell and Kent, have you watched the way that Michael Beale's team play? They play inside. So that's where the fullbacks go as well. Um, and obviously it's going to be one-on-one in the fullback area with Tavernier and Barisic against Jota and say Maeda. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the reason why. And I think they're going to try and they're going to try and hit them on the counter. They've got to, they've got to use Sakala's pace. And then you've got Tillman who can shift. You've got Cantwell who's a decent runner. Ryan Kent. And then you've got your two solid in the middle of the pitch who are very good on the ball. They've struck up a decent relationship, Jack um, and, and Raskin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the reason why I've went with that. But again, you're, you're playing in front of 60,000. Go out and soak it up. Go out and... And enjoy it. Seeing you go out, you're obviously getting into it, and they're going to be giving you all sorts. But that's what it's all about. Use that as a motivation, yeah, even exactly. more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got yeah. to use it as a, it a last, motivation. Is it last chance saloon for some of the players? The next six weeks, it could maybe be some seven of weeks. Their last yeah. games, because mm-hmm. you don't know. In terms of Ryan Kent, I think he's a certain starter on Saturday. Uh, if you're asking my my opinion, I don't think Ryan Kent will be a Rangers player I would like him to stay but the way it's looking to me is he's going to move on and it could be one or two others last game so um, they've got to go out and and, um, he's right do yourself proud your team proud and the supporters proud that's what you've got that's what you've got to do on Saturday George everyone's been talking about Malik Tillman two goals at the weekend the manager praised him naturally afterwards yeah there's an option there that we can take and and um, but like all, all things the player has a say in it as well and and so does the club uh, that he's at and a lot of things are agreed but it's uh, it's obviously there's been a change of manager there as well That that's not a part of the negotiations that I'm involved in but I'm fully up to speed on that there was more talks on that over the uh, international break as well. So, and, and everything at the moment is positive. Um, obviously, me and Malik have a fantastic relationship, and I think he really enjoys playing it. I think you only have to see uh, in his in his, the way that he's grown in the time he's been here that he's really enjoying his football. You'd like that to happen, George? I take it. Oh, definitely. I just quickly before I, I give you the answer that one, but just but Barry was saying there about sixty thousand fans rolling at you. I mean, that's good to that's good to motivate you. I think that's good to be a better thing with him. You came there desperate to win, and any mistake, and you're in there. Um, I think that was. I, I would love to do that. I mean, that's what the guys are living my dream. To be honest, eh? but when they Malik told me you in that dressing room before the game, Barry will try and arrange it. <laughs> it's just I just think I would thrive on that. Honestly, I think I would. I'm probably the worst football player you'll ever see. But I think in, yeah. in a game like that, I don't. See, as long as you go and give me 100%, I'll be happy. <laughs> 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 only, only Malik told me, a few weeks ago there, I think the lad is an absolute magician. I think it was Barry that said he'll treble his money within a season like you. Um, and I think he's, he's fitting in well in our team. And 20-year-old, I mean, he's, I think he, he ran the show for us on Saturday and folk are saying it was Dundee United. I don't care who you're playing against. You can only score against the teams you're playing against. Mm-hmm. I thought the lad he was excellent on Saturday. I think we've got to get that deal wrapped up. And people are saying 5 million, 6 million or whatever it's going to be. Remember, we paid 7 million for Ryan Kent and we paid 5 million for... Um, for the boy Hadji so £5 million for that guy I think that'll be a bit of steal and we've been able to look at him for a season so he's kind of settled in now so I think that's the first bit two bits of business I would want to see and again all these Rangers fans will probably slot me for saying this Malik Tillman and I think you've still got to give Alan McGregor another year I don't care what anybody says Yeah why would they slaughter you for that because he's the best keeper you've got 
Yeah, I agree. But in terms of um, Tillman, there's a couple of points on it. This is his first real season. He's been a first team regular, mm-hmm. and I think he's grew. He had a wee injury there. He was missing for a couple of weeks. I think he's got unbelievable technical uh, ability. Um, he can score goals. Fantastic feet. Good size for a midfielder. Mm. I think he's only going to get better. And if you're talking around about the four million euros or five million euro mark, I think it's a, a deal that Rangers need to look at getting done. Because I, I honestly believe if he's going to be better next season, and then Rangers' model is sure. buying players in and selling them on for a profit. And I think he's one of the players. If he continues his development, that you could get two or three times his money. What I, what I said that a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really like him he's he's grew on me he's got better and better and he's still a, he's 20 years of age still a lot of growing to be done in terms of as a as a football player um, so it be interesting to see if Rangers can get that deal done and if they got that deal done I'd be delighted now he knows what it's all about at Rangers he's had the experience this season he, he's not going to come in surprised he knows the expectations he knows the demands of the club so Yep, he's one that I would look to try and get the deal done for. George, you've cheered up Barry. What's your scoreline then on Saturday? What do you reckon? 2.15 or thereabouts? Over to George for the, the full-time score. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you at five o'clock but I think the score has got to be. I'm not making any daft suggestions but scores have got to be the news. As long as Rangers win, I don't give a damn to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So it's a Rangers win. <laughs> George, great, great, great enthusiasm. Thanks so much for calling. Cheers, George. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's time tomorrow night. Stephen McGinn will be here along with the former Rangers and Celtic striker Kenny Miller. It's Andy Walker's birthday tomorrow. I was going to say tomorrow night. I think it's his birthday all day, funnily <laughs> enough. So, big John Hartson's today. Um, Barry, any Rangers birthdays today to try and even it up? Nope. Then you're, no, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, I know, I'm only... Uh, <laughs> as you say, I love yeah. Big George's enthusiasm. I, yeah, <laughs> love that. You liked it. You got a few phrases in there, <laughs> didn't you? That was, uh, stoked up the Rangers fans, get them ready, and they're not going to be there, but we're not going to go on about it too much. It would be great if the club sorted out for next season. Why not do something different? Absolutely. Listen, it's, we understand yeah. there are different problems on both sides, so we understand that. So... We've got to make sure yeah. we try and get them back in so there's enjoyment there for everyone and the golden can start again. Sure, indeed. <laughs> uh, some of the team talk today are saying, for example, for Morellas, the Colombian striker, could he be off to, well, they're saying Villa, Crystal Palace, Everton, Wolverhampton, Burnley and Middlesbrough, just some of the names being thrown in there. Barry, we yeah. should find out fairly soon. Yeah, we should. His, his agents obviously working hard. Yeah. Um, the amount of clubs there that you've you've just mentioned there. What is that? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven clubs, um, but I, I yeah. think it's it's um, it's going to it's it's going to happen. He's he's going to move on. There's there's no doubt in my mind about that. Martin O'Neill is being mentioned as a potential uh, manager at Leicester. Maybe stand in till the end of the season. Don't know if there's any truth in it, Peter. But it's doing the rounds today. He's loved so much at so many clubs, not least Leicester City. But why not? I mean, at the end of the day, people talk about coaches and managers. It depends what you need. You know, we're not inside the clubs, is mm-hmm. it? Is it a manager they need to take stock? It's okay, maybe somebody else will be doing the coaching. But um, the one thing about Martin's team, they were very difficult to beat no matter where they were. The Leicester team he had was an excellent side. He won, and I know people say he should never go back. But you see what Roy Hodgson's done there, just in one game. You know, and we know yeah, it's only sure. one game, 
but he's managed to get a result. And that, people talk about age. Age is nothing. You know, it's and Martin no. Hank's been out for four years, I think yeah. they said. But age is absolutely nothing. If you've still got the enthusiasm for the game and you you still know your way around about a dress room and a training pitch, and Martin Shirt okay. certainly does know that. So I have no problem with that if that was to happen. And he's sharp as attack. He was in your seat yeah, there, Barry, a few months ago. Like, yeah. oh, the, when a job um, comes up, so these up and coming managers, listen, I, I'm a big believer. I, I don't think you can be experienced. Mm-hmm. At times, would he keep them up, Leicester? I mean, at the well, bottom. listen, he, he knows yeah. how to manage. That's one sure. thing for sure. He knows he's, how to win managed, games. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he's experienced. He's managed down the Premier League. He's been an international manager. Um, but the, sometimes when you look at all these jobs, it's always the young ones that uh-huh. are all getting yeah. pushed towards, and the older ones tend to get forgotten about. Which um, which I don't think is right because I, I still think the the experienced guys have still got a hell of a lot to give the game. Two big games in England tonight. Man United against Brentford and West Ham against Newcastle. Your old team, West Ham. Um, I was going to say they're safe. They're not safe yet, but it's uh, that was a big win they had the other day. Massive win, you know, and Eddie's done exceptionally well at Newcastle. Obviously, a massive performance yeah. against Manchester United for them as well, you know. Brentford have been excellent. Thomas Frank's done mm-hmm. an unbelievable job there. You know, so what a, game, what a wow. game that was at the weekend, you know. Uh, Brentford 3-3 was... Oh, who was it now? It was, so some uh, of it as well. It was but a yeah. brilliant game, yeah. you know. And as you say, it was good to watch. Teams trying to win, good players. But it's interesting, they missed out on Tony and he was in the door at Celtic. No. That was another one yeah. you could have, Celtic could have had. You know, that'd be not bad. I, I, I remember when I was at Fulham, played against him quite a bit. He was at Newcastle at the time and he went to Northampton. But when he played even with Newcastle, I thought he was a right good player. You and know. Tony went to yeah. Northampton. He was at yeah. Northampton for a period yeah. of time and then obviously moved on to Peterborough and whatever. And they were brilliant with their strikers, Peterborough. They used to do fantastically well getting young strikers through and sell them for a hell of a lot of money. And he was another one, obviously done exceptional and he's now he's in the England national team. That could have been another one in the Celtic conveyor belt. Of getting it's him good in because they're yeah. looking at that type of player. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's what you've got to do. And that's what Rangers need to do as yeah. well as Celtic yeah, continue to if do. You, if yeah. you do that and you're getting players and they go somewhere else, I mean, I remember going away to the backwaters of Germany to do a, I went away to look at a player myself, mm-hmm. just off my own back. I'd been looking yeah. at his thing when, a couple of flights in Germany. When he watched this yeah. game on Monday night, I can always mm-hmm. remember it was Gerker for the third division or something. But the stadium was rocking. Right. You know, it was unbelievable. It was on a television as well. It was live. I didn't even realise that. Got to the game and you're thinking, oh, I'll be the only sort of guy looking at the game here. Uh-huh. I talked to the boy next to me and I'm talking to this boy on my left. One was for Bayern Munich, one was for Real Madrid. Right. Yeah. But it just shows you mm-hmm. People go and scout everywhere to look at players and see what's available because as soon as you see someone, and it's just if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough, you can get there at the right time to see that wee diamond because there are loads of them there. Did you get I'm, a diamond that night? Did I, did, uh, uh-huh. I, I did, but we say? unfortunately we, we uh. couldn't afford them you know, after that period okay. because he, yeah. had, he kept hitting the forum that he was in. He was only young. I, mean, I was watching St. Etienne at that age and mm-hmm. Kurt Zuma, uh, oh, okay. the cat killer. Wow. You yeah. know, he was 18. <laughs> he was 18 at the time, but he'd played 28 games. And you're thinking to yourself, wow. you know, you, there must be something in these players. You this saw him a, there? Yeah, yeah wow. just, he was only 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. But he'd played 28 games, so that's got to take your eye because there's no mug playing in the second division for a team like uh, sure. St Etienne mm-hmm. at that particular time. So there's wee things like that set you off on it, then it's getting that opportunity to get there quickly. And if you can get in there first and get some top quality players, that's what you've got mm-hmm. to do. You've got to be busy. I know that all the things in the computer can tell you about players, sure. but seeing them with your own eyes definitely makes a difference. Wow. Was Craig Moore there? He's all over the world watching players. You as have well, to be. So you have to be busy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be busy. You you miss out. Barry, looking at some of the games, we've got a few minutes to look at the other games for this weekend. Uh, what about Motherwell against Livy? And uh, for Motherwell, could they get top six? 
No, oh, I, I, I think it's, yeah, yeah there's, there's three games before the split, I yeah. think. Um, and there, how many points, Paul? There's, Are they eight? Six, yeah, there's six behind uh, Livy just now. So I, I yeah. think it's, it's um, no, it's it's not going to happen, but what a job he's done, mm. Stuart Kettlewell. What, what a result that was at the weekend. Yeah. Going to Easter Road, whose form's been, um, Hibs' form's been pretty decent over the last couple of months. Um, brilliant result, um, but I just think it's too soon for them to, to make the top six, but they're, they're totally clear of relegation in my eyes. What's he done? I mean, I know he's got two up front, or is it as simple as that? Know. It's strange, isn't it? Well, I watched him against Rangers and only had one up front. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. only Van Veen. Um, I actually thought they'd done pretty well against um, Rangers. Yeah. Um, his set up was, was really good um, it's, it's strange because it's the same group of players that yeah. Stevie Hamill had um, but listen sometimes it happens like that unfortunately for, for managers that never worked out for Stevie Hamill Stuart Kettlewell's come in and he's, he's definitely got a kick out of the players Peter who do you fancy for this one Motherwell against Livingston it's a difficult one because Livingston you don't know what you're getting just yeah. now mm-hmm. you know that they can have a fantastic result and then they get blew away with someone so yeah. No, but Stuart Kettlewell's done a fantastic job and what he's done, as you said, he changed his system at first. You've got the two strikers up, making it difficult for the opponents, getting the ball forward quicker. You know, And I don't mean booting the ball up the pitch, you know what I mean? I mean in the right way, passing it, trying to get there, playing with the back three, making it more difficult for the opponents. So he knew his strengths of the squad he had, so they were getting results from that. Then they had a couple of blips and then all of a sudden they come back again. But two outstanding goals at the weekend, the free kicks were brilliant. Uh, free kicks you know what I mean as well and you need that little bit of fortune as well because I bet you Stevie Hamill's sitting here well maybe Van Veen's not even hit the target for yeah. a set play <laughs> yeah. you know but the confidence of getting goals and performances and results and thankfully that's happened for Stuart you know and he's got the results and the third, listen I wouldn't be surprised I'd be, I'd be interested I don't know the next few fixtures in the respect yeah. of that who's going to be fighting with them to try and get in there but don't be surprised don't be surprised because yeah. they're playing with that confidence and now you know and they're getting results. So that may be the thing that's a difference for them. If they've got fixtures that's winnable, okay. I wouldn't be surprised with them. Quick word through the other games. Aberdeen against Killy. Derek McInnes goes back to a rejuvenated Petordry, but you'll be delighted with the result the other day. You know they're playing at Lags this week just to train on, on natural grass. Well, listen, I can understand that. And listen, Derek's cute enough. He knows what it takes to win games of football. He was fantastic for Aberdeen. You know, he was a yep. fantastic manager for him. He deserves great credit for the job he did there. I was just disappointed for him the way it ended. But um, he done a fantastic job and I'm sure that Aberdeen fans will be very respectful of that. But great credit to Barry. He's done magnificently well. And it's great to see. And that's what we're talking about both ends of the spectrum. You know, you're talking about Martin Neil Warman and you're talking about Barry Robson. All the other names were getting flung about. Sure. And Barry's went in there I don't know if it's four out of five or something he's won, something like that, you know. So he's done tremendously well, so great credit to him. He has done well. Is he going to win at the weekend? Who do you think, the Dons or Killy? I think Aberdeen. He's going to be I Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen will win yeah. the game, you know. And that, Derek mm. will obviously make it very difficult for them. But I just think this home game, you know, with Duke and that doing so well, mm. I just think the fans are galvanised again. And I think that gives you a difference at Petaudry. Barry, you and I will go through them again on Friday. What are you thinking though? Hearts against St Mirren. Huge game for both, not least for Hearts. Yeah, and I think some of the criticism yeah. that Robbie's been getting, I think it's been below the belt, if I'm being honest with you. Um, look, they're going through a tough period the last four games that they've no won. They're, they are struggling a bit, but I think they'll come good um, I, I, again. Um, I think he's got a good squad there. I think Robbie's a good manager, and I think Hearts will win that on and, and Saturday. And Barry, Dundee United-Hibs, I know, as I say, we'll talk about it, but United would have to win, wouldn't they, to have... 
Yeah, but oh. I think Hibs will win. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon? I, I, yeah, yeah, I just mm-hmm. I worry. Fair play to Jim for for taking the job, but I, I think they were already beat before he he, he took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I fancied them. You did three yeah. four months ago. Yeah. I, I just watching them with the players they've got. Um, I thought they may have got out it, but yeah, I think it's going to be a a sore one for Dundee United this season. Peter, can they turn it round? Do you feel? Well, you're hoping, you know, because it's a difficult job. And, yeah. and, and I don't mean a difficult job as in the quality of the players. It's a difficult job when you go in there and there's a lack of confidence as much as they were. And it's, Jim's trying to galvanise it and build that. And that's a different type of coach and manager at this moment in time. Because there's other things you would like to do and be asking of the players. But what you've got to try and bring back first is that confidence. And unfortunately, they've not been doing that on a consistent basis. I've not been able to get that yet. Could they win on Sunday? Do you think yes. they will win? Well, yeah. they could. They could win, they could. there's absolutely no okay. doubt. And I know Jim will fight to the end. So if he can get that spit in his players, they've got an opportunity to win the game for sure. Two minutes remaining here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Barry, you'll be back on Friday. Peter, what would you say then? What's your? We won't hear from you until after the big game. Oh, you'll hear me. Uh, we'll hear <laughs> you. You'll <laughs> be celebrating. What, what, what are you thinking? What is your scoreline? What's going to happen? What kind of game are we going to get? I'm not going to give you a scoreline, Paul, because I said to you many times, I've never ever talked about these games because I know how important yeah. that is once the whistle goes. That's when it kicks off in the respect of that. Um, but uh, what will you want to get for Celtic? There's nothing going to be different. It's how well they play on the, the, the day. You know, Rangers have to perform. Celtic know they've been performing. Rangers have been performing. Celtic know what they have to do. But on the day, it comes down to the wee moments. Have you got your moments where you get an opportunity to score? Do you take it? You know, do you keep everybody on the pitch? Do you know, get the VAR comes into it now, but it used to never even concern you with the referee, but now the VAR comes into it, all these sort of things. But I still think Celtic have got the strong enough squad all round, and I'm hoping I'm have a happy Easter Sunday. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll be Saturday will make a difference to that, that's for sure. It'll make a big difference for you <laughs> and for, well, the 60,000 Celtic fans there. And Barry, the preparations continue. We'll be watching to see who's fit in the Celtic bench uh, and also for Rangers as well. So in the, the last two days, what's your, where's your mind going about this game? My mind's going, I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to see what team... Um, comes in mm-hmm. or comes through at half past 11 um, no doubt about it so yeah listen these are games you've got to look forward to as a player um, amazing to play in um, so yeah I, I can't wait for the, the, the game come um, half 12 so Friday night I'll be sleep. I'll, I'll yeah. no sleep I'll toss and turn all night I've done that as a player I've done it since I, I've retired because just the excitement waking up and um, coming in to see what Pies and sausage rolls you're going to uh, bring. <laughs> the McGee's pies will be brilliant. Or maybe Jinxie's Highland Tire. Okay, Barry, thanks so much. See you Friday. Peter? Cheers. Thanks very much, Paul. Great. Have a good Thank you. And to you as well. Uh, coming up next, it's Joe Cold Day after the news. We're back tomorrow with uh, well, Kenny Miller and Stephen McGinn. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 